Thank you for tuning in to the Preferable Podcast, Season 3, Episode 1. I am so excited, so happy to be jumping in to this season of the Preferable Podcast with you all. Thank you for continued support that you give to me and my podcast. I hope that this season will be enlightening and will be inspiring. What inspired the title of this season, Higher is Waiting? Well, let me, I'll tell you a little bit about what inspired uh, the title and the theme of this podcast, which is Higher is Waiting. A lot of times people go to a higher heights, but they don't want to go to the next level. They don't want to go to the next stage. They are caught up in different things to try to instill their distraction and try to take their focus off of achieving their goals. So through this season, higher is waiting. I want people to know that there's other things that you can reach out there. There's even higher heights that you can go to. This season, this episode, particularly episode one, entitled Black Excellence, was shine a light on black people who have paved the way for other people to come. A lot of the times, black people are not celebrated or appreciated for some of their success, some of their ways they have contributed to elevating the human race and our society. The definition of black excellence is someone who is black, who portrays great qualities and abilities that make the black community proud. This episode will feature Mr. Carlinton Banks, Jabril Lawrence Flowers, Elisa Sanchez. Through this episode, I want you all to be able to shine light on other people of color who have paved the way for you. This is Season 3, Episode 1, entitled Black Excellence. Find those things that, that bring you joy and make you laugh, uh, especially what we have going on in all of today's world. You always want to find something to laugh about me. Whether you want to really succeed or not, by the effort that you put in, the race isn't too strong, it isn't to the swift, but it's to the one that endures. You have these people telling you this, this, and these people telling you this, this, and you have all these external things, and if you don't, if it doesn't come from inside, or you don't find the types of people that will inspire you to just go for it, it definitely will. There's many times that I would not walk on a stage because I would, I know my English is not. We're not just black and white. We're not just rich and poor. We're not just male and female. We are all children of God. And if we can all merge our mindsets to understand that every situation, every answer this world has, every question this world has, the answer will always be love. And God is love. My first guest today is Carlington Humes, best known as not Carlington Banks. Carlington is a social media influencer phenomenon. Carlington captures his supporters through comedy, acting, and entertainment. Carlington does many sk church skits about church experiences that is seen a lot of times in what he calls the black church, where there's one of the saints and servers or fresh suited term OG. 
He is best known for his characters such as Lily, Squint, or Mary Ann. He has over 1 million followers on Instagram. He has been featured in Tyler Perry's movie and Medea Family Funeral. Please welcome Mr. Carlton Humes, best known as not Carlton Banks. Hi, Carlton. <laughs> How are you doing today? What's up, man? I'm doing good. How are you? Blessed and highly favored. I know that's right. I that's right. I think you got a uh, kind of got my 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 name wrong. I, I don't know what you were saying. I think you were saying Carlton. It's Car uh -huh. it's, it's just regular Carlton. <laughs> you good though. You good uh, though. Okay. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. You fine. You fine, man. You fine. Okay. Well, if you want to search him up on Instagram, it's not Carlton Banks, right? Not Carlton Banks, just Carlton, okay. not Carlton Banks. Okay, wonderful. <laughs> Sarah, thank you again for accepting this invitation to your whole group of people who help make sure you are right and get you together. Thank you to them, your managers, a special thank you to them and you for allowing to come on today. No problem, man. Thank you for having us. Yeah. So my first question that just popped in my spirit is, what is the definition of black excellence in your own words? Um, the definition of uh, black excellence in my own words would be just a black man or woman um, fulfilling their, their own destiny in their own lane, um, being authentically them in every aspect as a black um, man or woman, just and especially in today's time, just black is is powerful. So you have to be <laughs> like very, very, very cautious of what you're you're doing. But in all, you know, just be you, be authentically you. I love that definition of black excellence that you gave. Why is comedy entertainment so important to the black culture, to the black community? Well, you know, first of all, um, the Bible speaks about um, laughter. Laughter is good for the soul. So um, it's important to find those things that, that bring you joy and make you laugh, um, especially what we have going on in all of today's world. You always want to find something to laugh about you know we have this going on we have this that just a whole bunch of just nonsense just going on so it's and laughter has always been a part of my life and my journey so laughter in the you know black community we we're gonna laugh at anything any we just go we gonna make a joke out of something it's hey it's it's just us you know what i'm saying you know I, and i know you can kind of Feel that with you being black as well, a young black man yourself, um, in any setting that you're in, you, it's always no matter if it's serious, you know, sad or something, you gonna you gonna laugh. You you just gonna laugh. You just gonna find something funny, laugh. I mean, that's just our culture. I mean, you know, I don't know if the you know the other people do that, but uh, we do. <laughs> you know, we do. So. Yes. It's, I want to encourage someone out there that it's okay to laugh it's when okay. you're going through. Put a smile on your face because God says, don't worry about tomorrow. 
for tomorrow will worry about itself. So if you be happy today. So while you're going through, put a smile on your face. Put a smile. I'm, Kurt Franklin said smile. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not trying to say fake it like you are not going through. What I'm saying is when someone else sees you not smiling, they get in their mood and not want to smile. Yeah, um, yeah your, your reputation says, you know, everything. I mean, if I see someone smile, I'm just like, I mean, well, let me just say this one time. Um, I, I was kind of having a bad day and uh, I went out to like the, the uh, Walmart or Kroger somewhere and I seen like these two females. They were like having a glorious time, like laughing. I'm just, And I thought to myself, I was like, wow, what are they laughing at? Because I want to laugh and just seeing them just put a smile on my face. And so referring back to that, like, yeah, let that let the people see you smile. Right. Let them see you smile. Speaking of smiling, you have encouraged so many people just when they go on Instagram and see <laughs> one of your videos. Tell me the story of how you started creating these comedy videos. Tell us your story. <laughs> well, um, it started about, I'll probably say, 11, 12 years ago. Um, I was a freshman. Well, I've always been goofy. Um, all my life. So it started about uh, my freshman year of college and um, I was just doing just random skits here and there, parodies of everything. And uh, one day I just woke up and was just like, hey, um, I'm going to do church videos. I don't see a lot of people. Matter of fact, I didn't see anyone doing church videos um, at the time. So um, I hopped on that, fell in my lane and started doing it and went viral. And here I am. I just continued to be consistent in what I was doing and it picked up. And a lot of the characters um, come from people back at home in my home church uh, back in Missouri. So um, yeah, I just kind of play with them and flip them around. So it's probably about like 15, 16 people <laughs> in my head that constantly runs through like motions, expressions, all of that. Were there any challenges that you faced at times that you may have like wanted to give up, wanted to throw in the towel? Did you have those moments and how or what motivation did you give to yourself or were given to you to tell you to keep pressing? Um, to answer that, yes, I did have um, challenges, um, especially being a black man um, in the church. Um, you know, I'm Church of God in Christ and um, wearing the different wigs and the different costumes and being different people. Um, you got those people it's like, oh, this this is a black man and he's in this type of wigs. Oh, sexuality, boom, 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 that, the other. And um, I just had, I had to, you know, drown those people out because at the end of the day, they weren't paying my bills um, for one. Um, second, um, I feel like God didn't bring me all the way up to a certain level just for me to just stop. So I had to constantly pray about that. I had to pray, uh, mentally. Um, it was, it was messing with my mind, um, a while back, but those were, that's in the past, not now. Um, now it's just, oh, well, you're going to, you either going to see it or you're not, Bye. <laughs> but, um, I had to I had to stay prayed up definitely to like to give me to for God to give me strength and um and wisdom and and you know just that 
the urge to keep going because I had made it so far and I had got so many um, accomplishments done and, and things of that nature. So I had to stay focused and, and worry about me and not those people because, you know, people are going to talk whether you're doing bad or good anyway, but you just have to keep going and uh, not, not necessarily worry about what the outside is thinking. Right. I want to encourage someone today that if you have a gift over your life, if you have a talent, embrace it. Be you. Don't worry about what them haters going to say. God said he'll make them your footstool. And yes, it I, will. I mean, it will set your feet right up there and have them cross. Got your feet tingling. You sit right on up there and be comfortable. And be comfortable where you at. Where you are. That's right. My last question to you. All that you have done, you are a family man. You, like I said, encourage people with comedy. You do your day-to-day -day thing. Out of all of that, what legacy do you want to leave behind? The legacy that I want to leave behind is comedy. Like, <laughs> That may sound crazy, but I want to leave the comedy behind. Like, keep that, keep that going because we're in a world where comedy has been has become such, like, such a sensitive topic. Like, you just can't be any types of funny. So, I just want to keep that, like, just keep the ball rolling. Keep that comedy. Keep that going. So, whoever, when I when I start having like little ones and like siblings and, you know, uh, uh, nephews and nieces and things like that. Of course, um, now I have as many as nieces and nephews as if anybody in the world, I think. <laughs> but um, they are all, everybody's just like me or not, or I'm just like them. So I feel like they can carry that and come along and push it out. I would definitely leave comedy. That's wonderful. You say you're lead comedy. Something to put a smile on somebody's face yeah. and somebody laugh. And they, again, thank you for coming on today. I hope that we can do something else again in the future. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep I will. Same right. to you, man. Thank <laughs> to you. And thank you for having me. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. We're going to take a short commercial break. And we will be right back here on the Preferable Podcast. Stay tuned. My book is entitled Higher Heights, The Past is Behind Me and the Future is Before Me. What inspired me to write my book? It was not actually a book at first. It was actually encouraging notes to myself. Then when I look back over some of the things that I had wrote down, I was like, this could possibly help someone else. And that's when I decided that I wanted to get my book published. It took about two years to get the book out there. I know that may seem like a long time to some of you all, but some things takes time and a process. And if you want things to grow and be good and be impactful, sometimes you have to wait and be patient within the process. What I want readers to take away from my book is that no matter what you did in the past, God can forgive you and you can move on to higher heights. 
you can go purchase my book today on amazon.com Thank you again for tuning back into the Preferable Podcast. Of course, I am your host, Jaden Watkins, and this is Season 3, Episode 1, Black Excellence, shining a light on people of color and all of their accomplishments. My next guest, Jabril, will be joining us. Hi, Jabril. How are you doing on today? Peace, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. Could you say our, your last name, your first and last name for us? Jabril Muhammad, J-A-B-R-I-L Muhammad. Jabril Muhammad. Okay. Yes, sir. Well, wow. I know I, I sent you an invitation personally to your email. What inspires you to come on today? Honestly, I, um, well, you, when you explain to me who you are, and you know how young you were. I kind of um, that was a lot of inspiration for me because I am also young, and plus seeing a young brother, you know, with the drive and the ability to do something like that. And then I saw a couple of your videos. I wanted to participate, and I wanted to be a part of that. Yes, thank you for coming on. My first question to you would be: your business. Talk about businesses and why businesses or how businesses, small business even, have shaped the African-American culture? Well, in the, in the Nation of Islam, we are taught that business is the activity of life. You can't operate in life without some, time, some form of business. It is very important for us as Black people to be a part of something. If we don't, we don't have to run it but we need to be a part of it. We need to have some type of ownership. I'm not telling everybody they need to go and, you know, start their own business, business, but we do need that ownership aspect because, you know, jobs aren't forever. We won't always be able to work, but if you have something that will sustain itself after you are gone, you and your family will benefit. Well, now tell us a little bit about your two businesses, Force and Power and Heat on Feet Footwear. Tell us what inspired you to create those business businesses and what they are. Uh, yes, uh, Heat on Feet Footwear was created by my younger brother, Jamil Muhammad. He is uh, he's the um, owner of uh, the business and I'm co-owner. We went into business together around 2018. Our family is very heavy on entrepreneurship. I had been, um, I had a couple of businesses already. My brother came to me with a drive and work ethic, and he wanted to start something, and he already started it. He started um, doing um, little, uh, he started going to sneaker shows. He started having sneaker shows of his own, and I told him I put my money, and he put his drive and we, we make something, and now we're almost at 50,000 followers. We've been in business for four years. We've been very successful. He, We are great business partners. He has a lot of um, insight in what he knows, and I have a lot of insight in what we know, what I know, and we put that together, and we made something beautiful. And with uh, Force and Power Audio, um, I wanted a business, uh, I wanted an online business, honestly, um, that I didn't have to do much for. I love headphones. I always, even when I was little, I buy headphones, test them out, take them back to Walmart. 
just to see how good they were. And just, you know, that just kept getting headphones. I love listening to music. I love uh, playing games. I love having, you know, headphones. I get the in-ear headphones. I get the over-ear headphones. I would love trying out different headphones. And I wanted to have my own. I wanted to be able to say that I had the ability to create something out of thin air. Yes, let the truth be told. You said you even went in Walmart and tested those things. Now, you must have been determined. What mindset besides determination did you have that allowed you to elevate your business and to help your brother? Because I know Mm -hmm. there must have been some challenges. Honestly, when you put faith in God and you have that belief Anything is possible. Times are going to be hard. Struggle is, in fact, ordained. But you choose whether you want to really succeed or not by the effort that you put in. The race isn't too strong. It isn't to the swift, but it's to the one that endures. So you have to be able to be you have to be able to endure. Honestly, you have to be able to have faith and belief in God, because if he puts you in that position, if you prayed for it, then you got to work for it. If you really want it to show him that you have the ability to do it, you have to work for it. You have to endure whatever comes with it. So a part of the determination, you have to be able to endure. You have to have faith. Those are very important things when you are running and starting a business. That's very true. That's wonderful, wonderful encouragement. I was about to get up from my seat, but I saw that the camera was recording. <laughs> but that is so much inspiration. I hope you all taking down notes, the listeners, or if you're watching and listening, make sure you share the podcast episode with someone. Tell them to tune in. And if you miss it, you can go back and replay it as many times as you would, would like. To start to wrap up, this part of our interview, what inspiration would you give to someone who may be a little scared about what is to come, maybe a little scared about starting their business, just afraid? What encouragement would you give to that person? I don't mean to be harsh, but I want people to think about regret. You know, when you're five, when you're 10, when you're 15, you know, you, we deal with things. We, we all have history. The more we grow, the more we get older, the more history we have. The more we begin to regret, the more we begin to reflect on our lives. So if you don't want to regret, then you need to do. The way that you can defeat regret is to do. You won't have any regrets if you do everything that you said that you were going to do. Everything that you thought you were going to do, everything that you wanted to do. If you just do it, it doesn't matter if you fail or not, because you can shoot your shot a million times. But if you make that one shot, it could change your life. But if you don't shoot at all, you're never going to change your life. So that's one thing I would say is honestly just I hate I don't want to be negative or anything, but think about regret. Think about if you how much you will regret something if you didn't start. That's just one thing is regret. Walk by faith and not by sight. Yes, sir. You can do all things to Christ, but gives you strength. Yes, thank you, sister. Yes, sir. Again, thank you, Jabril Muhammad, 
for joining us today. See, I got it right. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us right here on the Preferable Podcast. We are going to go on break and we'll be right back here on the Preferable Podcast. Share this episode with someone. Tell them to tune in. If you would like to be a sponsor of a podcast episode, play a ad from your business, LLC, or nonprofit, or even if you would like to be featured on a podcast episode as a guest, you can email I-A-M-J-A-Y-D-E-N-W-A-T-K-I-N-S at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning back into the Referable Podcast, Season 3, Episode 1. My next guest, Miss Alicia Sanchez. Alicia Sanchez is an entrepreneur, podcast host, and published writer. She has been featured on the Dr. Oz Show, Black Shopping Channel, and endless publications in various fashion weeks with her fashion brand before she began writing her Dear God, Are We There Yet? A movement to spark conversation about topics in our lives that make our voice shake or make our souls smile. The nonprofit that she founded, Dear God, Are We There Yet? is a volunteer tribal community that connects people globally to, to communities and causes to make an impact through volunteers. The vision of her nonprofit is to provide life changing volunteer experiences that make an impact to help communities. One question, one conversation at a time. She is bringing a different approach to volunteering, whether in person or online. It is such an honor to introduce the song and present to others, Ms. Alicia Sanchez. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for accepting the invitation. Yes. Now, Ms. Alicia Sanchez, it just seems like there's so much creativity and such a visionaire inside of you. I even see some supplies in the back of you. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, so I am the founder of Dear God, Are We There Yet? It's a nonprofit, like you said. We literally connect people to causes and we connect them through the power of volunteering. And we all know that time is the most valuable currency ever. The the time that we spend right now and I'm me getting to know you and um, breaking bread, right? And so with volunteering, it's so much more than just connecting time. You're now connecting cultures and experiences. And so, um, yeah, we do everything that has to do with volunteering, whether it's virtual volunteering, like you were saying, um, whether it's crafting with our new our, our book, Crafts Create Change, where you can actually craft these items and donate them to causes globally or locally for, for things that people need. Um, or it could just be uh, teaching kids about social good and volunteering through our worldly kids box everything that has to do with teaching people about social good and helping each other and being there because you know that is the power of that is what the world is all about you know it's all about connecting with people and and helping and being with each other um everything else it 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 kind of blends in (laughs) but um connecting with people is just so important so powerful Yes, connecting with people is so powerful. Well, I want to get a little bit deeper into this because on the podcast, we like the truth to be told. And we like, because sometimes people sugarcoat things 
So what really inspired you to create this nonprofit? God, are we there yet? I used, that's how I pray. That's exactly how I started it. I start when I pray or when I'm meditating or when I'm writing my journal, I always say like, dear God. And um, I write to him or I write, I, I say it that way. Or, are we there yet? It's because sometimes I am troubled by what's to come. I come from a background, um, a very strict Latina background, um, you know, where my parents were like, you got to do this and you got to do that. And you're always thinking about the future. And I think that you grow up with that and you're wondering like, oh my gosh, am I going to, am I going to fail? Am I going to do this? Am I going to do that? And how many people, like everybody listening to this podcast now, when was the last time you probably asked yourself like, oh my gosh, am I going to get this right? Am I going to do this? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And there is actually now. And in my journey, I realized that there is at this moment, there is when I'm praying and being present. And so dear God just came from literally from, praying and also all the people in my life that have been a part of my journey because nothing can be done alone nothing um and so i wanted to share that with other people and it was at my lowest times and that's how it is at our lowest times that the light bulb comes off on um but it's like how can i take this and inspire people when they're in their good and when they're in their bad and when they're in the different you know so um on my podcast, I speak Spanish and English and I keep it real. And I'm like, I might not know English all the way. I might not have all the answers. I might not have all the conversations, but I want to talk to you like it's 1995, 1995, because that's before there was cell phones and all that stuff. Um, and I just keep it real with people. I'm like, just to ask themselves the question. I'm not a therapist. I'm not, nope. I'm just, I'm just your prima, which means I'm your cousin in Spanish. So when people are tuning in, I'm like, it's just your prima favorita, your favorite cousin. We're just talking. Um, and so, yeah, even, you know, having difficult conversations or having, uh, asking those questions about something that you're unsure about. And yeah, it's, it all came from praying and we all know, and you know, through prayer is, um, it moves you, whether you want to hear something or you don't want to hear something, it moves you. And so, yeah, that's, that's how it really started. What are some of the challenges that shoot face? or are still facing because you are a woman and you are even a Afro-Latina woman. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that the number one thing is um, <laughs> judged. And as an Afro-Latina, there's two worlds in here. And sometimes it's me having to speak up for myself and, you know, politically correct or tell people that, no, this is not what we're for. This is not what I'm for. This is what we're for. And I think that being judged from the color of your skin or just your hair, or that's just something that is automatic. Like it's um, just the other day, you know, like I was, we were signing up, you know, our daughter to school and like the conversations that, that people will say or allude like, well, if you need this type of help or if you need this and it's like, but who told you that I need that? Like, why don't you ask me these questions? And I think that people judge a book by this cover and whether you're a woman, but then on top of that, 
you're an Afro-Latina, you speak Spanish, but you look like you, you don't speak Spanish, you know, because there's a lot of people who don't know. Um, and I think it's just being judged by the, by the, like, by me, you're just being judged. And um, I think that that's something that I will always face, but I think that the times are getting a little bit better. Um, and it's just based on my delivery, you know, how I educate people and how I show love to people and kindness, even though it irks me, you know, it's like, maybe they really truly don't know. Maybe their experiences are different. And so I would, think, would be, huh, that would be the main thing. Do you think those stereotypes cause other Afro-Latina women to not chase out of their dream or boat? it can be definitely very hindering. I mean, it can, it absolutely can. You gotta remember, you have society telling you one thing and then you have your generational, um, I would say influences at the same time. You know what I mean? You know, it's like you have these people telling you this, this, and these people telling you this, this, and you have all these external things. And if you don't, if it doesn't come from inside or you don't find the types of people that will inspire you, just go for it. It definitely will. There's many times that I would not walk on a stage because I would, I know my English is not perfect and I would say something and I would laugh on my own self. And I'm like, but now I just laugh. And I'm like, whatever, if you understand me, you understand me. If you don't, you know what I'm talking about. I didn't probably say that joke, right? But you get it. So, but that's that confidence that I needed to come and be okay with. So absolutely. But I also think that we're in a time where there's people um, navigating and finding those communities and being around amazing women. And they're finding that so that they, they those external conversations are not, um, you know, are, are not bothering them on a daily basis. So, yeah. Yes, I know we have to wrap up. So I'm gonna try to get these two questions. Okay. And I'll be <laughs> really uh, quickly, so many times people look at people of color as like, oh, they from the hood. They don't, you know, they won't grow. They won't flourish. They won't reach those um, higher heights. I'm trying to word this question right. And sometimes people think white people, you know, they, they are better than me because my family doesn't come from a big, you know, financial, we're not, you know, they're not rich. Just as for example, they're not rich or that's what some people may say. So why is it so important for nonprofits to send encouragement to those people who has that kind of mindset? How have those nonprofits been crucial in rebuilding, reshaping, rebirthing the black community through volunteers because i would tell you when you are in your own community in your own sector it's hard not to think what you just said it's hard to say i'm never going to get out of the hood or i'm never going to get this or i'm never it's hard because sometimes, like I said, you're getting all these influences, but when you are part of nonprofits, if you're in high school, middle school, whatever, you, yes, volunteer with the nonprofit. Um, many times, you know, juveniles do not volunteer unless it's because the court told them to volunteer. No, go volunteer, be a part of these communities, because what's going to happen is you're going to find your own people 
you're going to find black excellence. You're going to find Latino excellence. You're going to find all these amazing people that are part of these nonprofits. They're going to inspire you through that, that one experience. And that's what I, that's why nonprofits are so, it's so important. And that's why we exist because without volunteers, nonprofits would not even be able to stand because it's kind of like the disciples. It's kind of like in the Bible, you know, you keep, Jesus can talk about, he can say everything. He's, you know, he can go out to the, to the, you know, the masses and talk, but it was all the believers that kept that conversation going. So think of it that way for, for volunteers. To wrap us up our interview, where can people go support Dear God, Are We There Yet? That is it. Dear God, Are We There Yet? dot com. Dear God, Are We There Yet? Um, on Instagram, Crafts Create Change on Instagram, Facebook, Dear God, Are We There Yet? Everything, Dear God, Are We There Yet? So the next time you pray, you're going to be like, Dear God, Are We There Yet? <laughs> That's where you can reach us. <laughs> Yes, thank you so much, Miss Alicia, for coming on today and sharing some of your time with us on the Preferable Podcast. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep pushing, keep striving, reaching those higher heights. And I promise more beloved communities will flourish. And the hard work that you put in and the volunteers and your team will pay off. My podcast is all based on your donations. It helps me keep this going. It helps me continue to do things like this and spread encouragement. So I need your help. You can go to Cash App and dollar sign. I am Jaden Watkins. It's going. It's on your screen. Make sure that you please go and donate. It's hash dollar sign. I am J A Y. D-E-N-W-A-T-K-I-N-S. I want to challenge each of the listeners or, or if you are watching or listening to just donate $5 to help me keep this thing going. God bless you. May heaven smile upon you. And thank you for all of your donations. My next guest my last guest this has been wonderful i thank you for the ones who continue to listen in tune in like i said share with somebody else now my next guest mr lawrence flowers is an american gospel music singer actor songwriter producer and founder of multi-indie award-winning gospel group Lawrence Flowers and Intercession. He attended Florida State University. He received both national and international exposure from several of his billboard charting praise and worship songs, such as his hit song, More, and his recent release album entitled Merge. And songs of that album has been number one on billboard gospel charts. I would like to introduce to some and present to others, Mr. Lawrence flowers hi Lars how are you doing on today man I am good I'm just happy to be here with you brother I, I I love what you're doing and I'm just happy that you invited me to be a part of it thank you I want to say a special shout out to his manager and team for sending the letting him know that I sent the invitation because sometimes <laughs> it gets hard out of here but I just keep on striving because I know that someone will be encouraged. So shout out to your home 
team and people who make sure that you are together. Yes. Now, yes, yes. back a few years ago, you released a song entitled "More." I play. It, it was played on my virtual um, book launch for my. It was a concert for my book launch, and that that was the beginning of our song. And I don't think you know how influential you are to so many people through your music. And I'm gonna tell you the truth. It seems like sometimes, as you know, people being an artist, you people listen to your music, but you don't see the money starting to come in. So being in the music industry, what are some of the challenges that you think black people have faced along the way? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely, uh, I would say more of just the industry thing. Um, all races have, but definitely us as African-Americans, we have, um, had struggles in just trying to get our numbers and our support and our platforms to match those of our counterparts. But I believe that God has been gracious and things are leveling themselves out in a really, really real way. Um, we're seeing a lot of things take off and and really progress for us as a people. Um, and so I'm really, really proud of that and happy um, that I'm living in a time where I get to not only see it, but be a part of it. Um, money is something that, um, honestly, we've always been the kind that can take uh, two pennies, rub them together, and with the help of God, feed a family. And so, <laughs> uh, you know, but he's doing great things because he's allowing our hands to obtain riches that some of our parents did not um, have and were not able to obtain in their lifetime. So I'm grateful to be a blessing to those that are around me and to be able to to um, take care of myself in a way that that breeds of God's uh, protection, love, and also sustaining power. Yeah, man. So I think as a people, we didn't have it easy, but God is, he's always been God and he'll never stop being God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Yes, sir. Speck of person, he loves me just as much he loves you he loves you just as much as he loves me <laughs> just my life about god is because he has equal love and each of us have a chance an opportunity to spread inspiration and be an encouragement to somebody else yes Tell us your, your story How, have you been singing all your life did you start off as a little boy to church like I, I, what started all of this yeah, man. Um, uh, I tell everybody my mom was the first person I tried to mimic singing. She was my first favorite singer. Um, my family sang. I grew up singing in church. Um, I was a part of the uh, Little Rock uh, Missionary Baptist Church Youth Choir, along with other uh uh, musical entities. I sang in school. Um, I started really early. My mom would tell me that I used to drag a tape recorder around. Uh, as soon as I was walking, I was dragging it uh, <laughs> and starting to learn music. And my first concert was at the age of five. 
So I've been doing it for or singing, should I say, for a very long time. Um, that's that's pretty much how it started. And from there, um, just different relationships and experiences have allowed me to get to the point that I am now at age 40 um, uh, with two number ones on a record um, that literally um, debuted at number one iTunes and, and it was the number two record um, in the country on Billboard. And then we were number 12 emerging artists um, on that chart. And so I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm just grateful. It's been a long time coming, but that small beginning allowed me to get to this point and I still have a long way to go, but I'm just grateful. You're just grateful. And because of your gratefulness, God is going to reward you. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Ma what are some of the challenges that you face? I know your group intercession, beautiful voices. I know they sing with you, but yes. were there times when they were some of the members left? Were there times when you thought that would be your last record? What are some of the challenges that you face that allowed you to triumph? Because not we put in work, hard work, dedication, tears, prayers, and time into things like this, my podcast, yeah. and of course in your music. So what kept you going and what are some of those real life challenges that you face? Yeah, honestly, uh, my biggest challenge has been being authentic being authentic to who I am. Um, that has been my biggest challenge. And it's not, it wasn't a challenge to be authentic. It was a challenge being accepted, being respected, and also being allowed. Um, I grew up submissive, especially when it came to, to church and the house of God and, and different things uh, pertaining to it, uh, positions and things like that. I, and so, uh, in a lot of ways, um, I don't regret that bringing up because it taught me a lot of discipline. Um, but one of the things that became a hardship was really having to deal with people not being able to understand my difference, me being different, or my team being different, or my music being different. So that became more of a negative uh, connotation to my journey than it was a positive one. Um, it's definitely a positive and it's necessary. It's always been necessary, but it's definitely a positive now, but there was a time when it wasn't. Um, so just not getting the support, having doors closed in your face because you don't look a certain way, um, having you know people overlook you because your music doesn't sound uh, like status quo, um, or, you know, just not having the, 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 the package that um, is desired or preferred. Um, but I am grateful because I've had a strong, faithful group of people with me. Everyone that left, they left out of assignment. Literally, I can just about call anybody that's ever sang with me. I can call them today and say, hey, y'all come sing with us. And they say, yeah, um, I don't make enemies. Um, and I'm glad that when I formed this team, I formed it 
um, to create a family, um, to create a community um, for people who were gifted, but just didn't fit, gifted misfits. Um, and we found our place and now God is creating a room um, that that literally could not been could not have been created by us. So um, yeah, to answer your question, that that has been probably one of the greatest being authentically me. And I'm I'm grateful to say I triumphed in that, and I am 100%. <laughs> I am 100% who God created me to be and becoming um 100 of who god created me to be wow that's a wonderful testimony and i believe so many people need to hear what you just said <laughs> because <laughs> i think a lot of times people hear artists music but they don't really know the story behind it some people that some times yeah. people to it and like I don't like this beat. I don't like. Are you listening to the lyrics? Do you know what the artist is saying? Do you hear what they're saying from their heart? And if people will more hear the artist's testimony, and they'll be able to connect with the artist's testimony, they'll listen to their music and like, oh, he really is saying something good. He really is speaking about real life things. Earlier in the episode, we have we had Mr. Carlton Humes, not Carlton Banks, to come on a few minutes ago, and he talked about embracing who you are. Yeah, and it's so important to embrace who you are. Like I said before, your God-given gift. It don't matter what people say. Let them people say what they're gonna say, and you take on your mission your responsibility and making the world a better place and serving jesus because your gift may not be my gift your yeah. gift reach people on a different level people outside of the people i'm reaching and then once you find you have your gift your talent from god and you go out and spread it to people and spread whatever you're trying to spread and i'm spreading what i'm trying to spread over here then we two come together and that creates a better place yes, so sir. like i say your gift may not be my gift but embrace who you are i don't know who's listening but embrace who you are as you yes. wrap up what inspired your latest project merge and where can people go stream it and download it um, I work back with you can actually stream it on all major uh, streaming that are download platforms, Apple. Um, what is that? Apple Music, Google Play, Spotify, um, Tidal. Uh, you can literally wherever you listen to music, it is there. Um, I, I also download it. iTunes, you can get it. You can even get a physical copy. If none of that pleases you and you're one of those people that's like i like a physical copy i still i'm old school i like cds well you can go to lfimusic.com again that's lfimusic.com and that is our actual website and you can actually get a physical copy and one will be actually sent to you um and so merge i would say is my most my most vulnerable body of work mm -hmm. um, because it is 100% me. Um, it is 
derived from all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. One thing that people who know me, they know I love God. I'm goofy. I'm down on the earth. Um, I love everybody. But I love God. That I don't apologize for. That is something that I've learned that that's something that no one could ever take away from me. And that's my love for God. And because of that, I've seen where the good and the bad, the pretty and the ugly, the ups and the downs, the ins and the outs, um, they've all worked together for my good. Um, but one of the things that happens in life is that we want things to work together, but we don't like when they get put together. So we have good seasons and we just want the good. But the reality is sometimes bad things will happen in good seasons. But if we are patient and if we keep our love for God and if we come to understand that God is calculated, <laughs> it will still work together. Um, and this album was birthed out of many different conversations that I had with myself and God. Um, I also wanted to merge my the team that I formed um, while here in Atlanta with the team that I was that I had in Jacksonville. I wanted to merge the singers, um, which is another testament to what I said earlier, regardless to whether someone is still singing with me or not, they are still family. And they love me, I love them, they love this team, and they came back and worked. And so literally this is a blending voices of this people who recorded more and also the ones who recorded Hey Hey God from Champion. And so literally together formed these voices to record this album entitled Merge. But literally it came from a concept that we're not just black and white, we're not just rich and poor, we're not just male and female, we all children of God. And if we can all merge our mindsets to understand that every situation, every answer this world has, every question this world has, the answer will always be love and God is love. So that is what this, this record is basically. It's, it's the hope. It is the understanding that all things are coming together. COVID showed us that no matter who you were and what you claimed and where you sat, what party you were a part of, uh, a political party, COVID hit all of us and it put us all in one place. It made us all slow down. It made us all rest. It made us all take a moment and breathe and start to consider what was important again. And that merging, I believe, is birthing a newness within the earth. And if we just allow God to keep doing what he's doing, which we can't stop it, but if we allow it to, to take root in our lives, then we will not just witness the merge, but we'll be a part of and benefit from it. Wow. <laughs> I don't even have anything else to say after that. Next, wow, <laughs> I think we're going to end the episode, y'all, right there. Because <laughs> just he said what needed to be said. And that's the whole one of the whole reasons why I wanted to start off this first episode of season three, Black Excellence. 
was when he says all things work together for the good of those who love and trust God. And that we are all equal. Like I said before, God has no respect of person. He loves me just like as much as he loves you. We are all equal. We are all created in God's image. And black people are just important as other every other race every race is important i don't care if you latino mexican you are important and you matter we need you to help us build this beloved community we need all of us united and not divided we need each of us to come together as one and not two we need yes. all of us to work as a family as a body in christ we need everyone to come as one and Take on that gift. Appreciate each other's accomplishments. No matter their past relationships, maybe you had a little something going on with them, forgive them and move on. Because yeah. you know, tomorrow's gonna be tomorrow. Forgive, move on, appreciate each other's accomplishments. No matter what age, gender, size, race, appreciate each other, embrace your gift. And I promise you the world will be in a whole nother different place and more preferred. Thank you again, Lawrence, for coming on the podcast on today. God bless you and may heaven smile. Thank you for having me. Well, that's the end of the preferable podcast season three, episode one, entitled Black Excellence. Make sure you tune in every week not every two weeks every week on the preferable podcast every saturday at 12 p.m eastern standard time you can listen to the podcast on spotify apple podcast google podcast audible and all of the other digital outlets you can even watch it on youtube on my youtube channel Jaden watkins Share this podcast with someone. Tell them to tune in next week at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank y'all for all of your support. Like I said before, if you would like to donate to the podcast, you can donate today. It's going to be on your screen or you can listen. Dollar sign, I am Jaden Watkins. That's dollar sign, I-A-M-J-A-Y-W-A-T-K-I-N-S on Cash Up and Help keep this platform going all amounts are appreciated i will and never stop making this world more preferable god bless you